Welcome to Wisdom's Echo, Origin Gate's daily podcast. If you love Wisdom's Echo and want to invest in the lives of our speakers, head to patreon.com slash wisdoms echo, where for as little as $2 a month, you can help us deliver the same impactful content you enjoy. Welcome to Origin Gate's daily podcast called Wisdom's Echo. I'm Ray Hughes. I'm going to be sharing with you today. And I'm going to be speaking to you for just a few minutes on on a subject that I love to to walk around and and uh, I just enjoy the this subject so much because it's so much a part of our uh, all of our daily lives. And I'm going to be talking to you once again about creativity. And uh, and I like you have heard people say, well, you know, I'm not really a creative, and I'm not creative. Uh, you know, so and so's creative. You know, she's creative. He's creative but I'm not creative. And I just want to kind of give you some assurance that you're, you're not the only person that's ever lied to themselves about that. But we are all born creative. We're, uh, everything God ever created uh, creates. That's why water makes more water. Trees make more trees. Flowers make more flower. Fire makes more fire. Uh, and, you know, you get the idea grass makes more grass. Wind makes more wind. There's no end to the the possibilities when it comes to understanding that that whole dynamic that God set in motion as a creator. And uh, and you know I want to remind you though that no one actually writes the rules for creativity. They were written solely by the creator of the universe himself. And then they were engraved in the secret desires of every man and every woman's heart, every child's heart. And, uh, and see, creativity and innovation can't be bound by or limited to rules. Because, uh, I mean, there are some precepts and principles that will help us, you know, develop our creative gifting. And that's all real and necessary. And, uh, but, but, you know, there, we can't really bind ourselves and limit ourselves to rules because if, if rules had their say, like all writing would be contained in books, for example, but there was writing before there were books and it looks like there's going to be writing after they're gone. And, uh, and, and, okay, let's just to stay on that subject of writing there for just a second. Uh, writing is certainly a, uh, an expression of creativity, and it can be. Uh, but writing is not about uh, just putting something on paper that uh, creates an opportunity for you to outlive your life with your words. Uh, I think you've heard me say, uh, you know, when I die, I'm not going to stop. Uh, I'll, I'll stop talking, but I won't stop speaking. And so many times we think of writing as being a way to just to capture our words and our thoughts and our ideas. And, uh, and that being true, it's just not about leaving a legacy of clever thoughts and revelations. It's actually more about leaving something that someone might need one day. So you see, writing is about helping. See, uh, and songs and poetry, both those wonderful ways to process our life. And, and for us to process our life on paper, uh, well, that, that makes it um, feel more special or maybe more important 
But in fact, it's not about so much leaving it like that. It's really, really about processing life. It's just a beautiful way to process your life, is writing. It's a beautiful way to process your life, doing art. Because, uh, you know, when you're doing, a, when you're, you know, having that time with that canvas, I mean, you're given to, th you know, you're, you have permission to pray and to see and to feel and to hear and uh, to know. And you, you have permission to receive revelation during those times of, of expressed creativity. Uh, same thing goes with songwriting. May we never become those that just create cookie-cutter pieces of music that bring this surface chatter and, and shallow stimulation to people's thought processes. It needs to be far more than that. And I think every writer knows that he has a responsibility to be honest and real. And even sometimes uh, as professional songwriters, a lot of times it just becomes something that we produce rather than uh, a process that enables us to partner with the Holy Spirit. And uh, But, you know, anytime we think about uh, creativity, I mean... I'll just say this. I think it's time that the people of God uh, begin to access unlimited creativity. And I believe also that the Lord uh, is looking for a generation that will embrace the possibilities, all the many possibilities of boundless grace, unlimited creativity. And if we begin to do that and give it language, or give it, or give it canvas, or to give it sound and song. I just use those as examples. Of course, there are many other expressions of creativity other than the ones I'm naming. But, but, I but I want to say that I think it's time that we redefine creativity, and redefine creativity under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, the partnership with the one who created created it all. And so it's a time for a new definition of creativity. And I believe also that there is a creative anointing, that there's an actual impartation coming to our generation that will enable us to create in such a way that it carries an anointing that will break the yokes of bondage in people's lives when they experience your creativity. And um there's, you know, there's five things that I, that I want us to capture right now, even as I'm speaking. How would the Lord give you the grace to redefine creativity in your life and therefore in the lives of those who experience your creativity? So redefining creativity is one. Number two is cre the creative anointing, that impartation. And now consider this today how to capture creativity in your community. Because remember, everything that uh, is created creates. So if you're going to be creative, what are you going to awaken in others that may feel like that they're not creative or not called to it or have no real passion for, uh, for it or an understanding of it? Our understanding of creativity has been so limited by the systems that are in place or have been in place. But then there's always those that step outside of the boundaries and the limitations, and we consider those the creatives. Oh, but I'm not creatives, you know, but they are. 
Well, no, think of it like this. You might not be artsy, but you're creative. So how are you going to capture uh, uh, that sense of creativity and unleash it? You know, you, first, you've got you, first you've got to embrace it. And that's why, maybe that's the word I ought to use rather than capture. But embrace your personal creativity. And then how will you demonstrate in your community? And uh, another consideration, which is number four, is consider how you will develop and cultivate your creative potential. I mean, there's so many seminars or so many um, um, podcasts, there's so many conferences, there's so many things on YouTube and in the social media. I mean, we, we really are living in, in, in an explosively creative time, almost to the point that we don't understand it the way we should anymore. We're just watching the world of creativity blow up around us. And we're not really developing or cultivating our personal creative potential. Okay, there's a lot of material out there, a lot of books. I mean, if you, uh, if you go online and start looking, uh, it, it's, you'd, it's unimaginable how many uh, that you can find out there today. And, uh, but, uh, but number, see, one, two, three, four, five. Number six is um, kingdom creativity for the, for the non-creatives just might be a way that God begins to give you voice as you create through your journey of coming out into your creative potential. So if you're one of those that have felt like you're not part of that, maybe you, you might be carrying some of the keys and some of the real important principles that you are, that you are gaining and, uh, uh, through your process of finding yourself. And so uh, be a kingdom creative. And what does that look like? What does a kingdom creative look like? I'm going to give some attention to that in just a second. Let me get you to the end of this little list I got for you. But one of the important parts of this new day, I believe, uh, is to create room for the creator and creativity in your church because that's your community. Uh, the Lord may begin to give you language that will help you pastor creative people or lead creative people, oversee creative people. Uh, in other words, this is not all about getting all in your own stuff and all introverted and, and introspective about it. Go ahead and live your creativity out loud and see how many people will hear you, hear what you're saying and see what you're doing and in other words, be inspired. They will be inspired by your journey and your process if you'll let that journey and process be known. Let it be seen. Let it be realized. Let it be lived. And let and live it out loud. Now, of course, you know, one of the, certainly one of the people that we um, uh, acknowledge scripturally uh as, as far as a creative is concerned, you know, all of our thoughts, I'm sure, would uh, would go straight to David, you know, because he's sort of the poster child for the creatives scripturally. And, all right, let's think about his life for a moment. And I want you to just stay with me, and I want you to I want you to 
be open to the spontaneity of what the Holy Spirit might speak to you and require you to be spontaneous and and then very intentional and deliberate about seeking a new day for your own creative voice. And I, when I use the word voice, I'm not talk, talking about singing. I'm talking about um, what does God want to give you that will really carry significance to the kingdom and, uh, and also to your life? Think, think of creativity like, like, as we would think of David would say, well, this is my story. This is my song. If you look at David's life, you'll see that his story, his story and his song were really pure biblical examples of finding his truest voice and purpose in life through his, through his creative process. And so his is a story about, you know, if we could say it like this. His story was one of a young songwriter that journeyed, uh, or a songwriter's journey that changed the world. And you know what? He really did change the world. Now, I'm not trying to put overinflated, sensational, spectacular dreams in you today about the things I'm saying. But I do want you to know that as he really did change the world, yes, the world that you and I live in would be a very different place had it not been for him stepping forward, bringing his song, bringing his process. And the same thing, the world will change. Your world will change the very day that you decide, you know what, I'm going to give myself intentionally to the creativity within me. I'm going to honor the spontaneity of my thoughts. I'm going to be, you know, his story, you know, David's story is a must hear for those that are called to make a difference through creative expression. But so is yours. Your story is one that's a must hear for somebody. Um, your songs are a must hear for somebody. See, some of the keys and some of the most important principles that you see in David's life was, well, first of all, he praised the Lord with his whole heart. And that's part of what he is known for, is being that one who gave his generation a language and lyric for praise. And uh, the, uh, so David praised the Lord with his whole heart and and his and his heart was, let's say it like this, his heart was so big that it, it became um, an awakening for others. And uh, so they, basically he was giving them permission. And another thing you see at David's, about David's life is he did everything with all that is within me. Praise the Lord. Well, what are you carrying within you? Stop keeping it a secret. And, you know, another factor in David's uh, journey of creativity, it was honest. He was honest about the good, the bad, the indifferent, the ugly. Uh, it wasn't just relig religious rhetoric, you know, put to song. It was honest. It was truthful. It had no religious pretense whatsoever. He defied and redefined cultural expectation and man's expectations, and he defied and redefined royal etiquette and, and all the positioned protocol of the day. And some would have considered him an eccentric, of course. But no, he was just a, he was actually a creative. Eccentrics are those who don't have, uh, here's your definition for eccentrics. Those who do not have the ability to care what other people think. 
Go ahead and be you. Now, we know that David actually cared about what other people thought. He wrote it in his songs. Oh, no, my enemies are out to slay me. Oh, no, you know, he, he was very moved and very sensitive to man's opinion around him. You see it and hear it in his songs. But he found a beautiful eccentricity, which seems to be a gift that old people have permission to enjoy. I don't know if you've noticed or not. But I just want you today to have permission to praise the Lord with your whole heart, full intention, everything in you, be honest and true in your, in your creative gifting, defy cultural expectation, defy man's expectations, go ahead and be you, go ahead and be as eccentric as you need to be, and, uh, and don't spend your whole life looking for the know-how of creativity and miss the somehow. I don't know how to do it. But somehow, I'm going to get it done, and I'm going to walk in partnership with the Holy Spirit and process it, and I'm going to get it done. Don't let the know-how of man override the somehow of God. Well, hey, God bless you people. Everybody listening, remember that balanced people never change the world, so don't live your life addicted to approval, insisting that your normal and never allowing yourself to be inspiring. Be your own brand of unbalanced, miracle, world-changing, awe-inspiring self, and refuse to be normal. Never be afraid to tell your beautiful story. God bless you guys. See you next time.